Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Again, I began to do this podcast in obedience to God. In fact, I felt led by the Holy Spirit to listen to Robert Hodgkins. He runs a ministry called Men on the Front Lines. And he had a video on Twitter, of all places, years ago. And it was about diligence. And out of that, I made a decision to pray in tongues as a discipline. And it really overthrew my life. It really changed my life. I began to get into overflow. I found that the fogginess of life went away. I found that the demonic was pushed back from my experience. I found that I was able to discern the Holy Spirit and what he was saying more easily. And I began to be built up in my most holy faith. I found that I became a more mature Christian. I became hungrier for the word of God. Now, I know that this is biblical. If we draw near to him, that he would draw near to us, that we need to enter the throne of grace with confidence. And I was ultimately just following Jesus and being led by the Holy Spirit. So he may lead you in a different way. All I realize all of our freedom, all of our abundant life comes from him and it comes from being led by him. So as he says to you to go and to take this job, for example, he, he said to me to take this job that I really didn't want. And it turned out to be amazing because, you know, all through coronavirus, I've had an income. I'm paying, being paid a great hourly rate. I've been full time for a month or so now. And God has just met all of my needs. I've never had any lack. The money just keeps coming in, whether it's from friends or family or government or uh, inheritances or donations. I mean, I literally had, I had a $100 internet um, over usage fee and my little children were there. They're, they were seven and nine at the time and they're, they're still seven and nine. But And, and I told them that God was going to pay me back and that God was going to make the devil pay for this $100 fine. And I explained that God answered our prayers. And that same day, I was given a $100 note from somebody who only really gives money to my kids, doesn't give money to me usually. Um, and it was a family member and it was not Christmas and it was not birthdays. It was totally out of the blue and uncharacteristic for them to do, to do that outside of a significant holiday and I came home and showed the kids the hundred dollars glory to God but what I'm saying to you is that your freedom you see 
you are living in a fallen world. The Everything's broken. People hurt you. People disappoint you. People don't answer the phone. People promise to do things and they don't do it. And some people hurt you on purpose. So this world is evil. The government and the banks, the Bible says the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. And so you are living with this constant tension and you need to live above this constant tension. There are certain things you can't control. You know, you have to wear a mask at the moment. You, you have to follow the government, but you can still pray. You can still preach the gospel. And God is going to lead you into victory. So what I'm saying to you is because of this fallen evil world, you are going to not have enough money. You're going to not have enough opportunities. The devil's going to fight you everywhere you turn. You're not going to have enough encouragement. You're not going to have enough friends. You know, everything is going to disappoint you. Everything is going to be delayed, like Daniel praying for 21 days. But God answered his prayer the very first second. But it took 21 days because of this fallen world. God never intended that we would die. So you've got to remember, we're not meant to really grow old. We're not meant to get wrinkles. We're not meant to die. We're meant to live forever. So Jesus came and destroyed the devil's works, and he showed us how to live. He did not get limited by this life. We don't read about him getting sick. We don't read about him getting you know, disappointed. He maybe was disappointed, but he never sinned. And he was able to live above the circumstance. He never controlled people. I'll say that again. Jesus never controlled people. He didn't force people to believe in him. He didn't force the young ruler to follow him. He gives us all our free will. But he did control everything else. And I'm going to say that again. He controlled everything else. He controlled the weather. He controlled the demons. He controlled the fig leaves and the fig trees and the wine and the water and the bread. And he even controlled people's bodies. But he never controlled people's will. So when the Pharisees and the Herodians conspired to kill Jesus, he couldn't resist that. And so he, he went as a sheep to the slaughter. And God turned it together for good because the Bible says the devil would never have crucified Jesus if he had known that he was falling into a trap. So this week, I want to talk about evil. I want to talk about evil because I believe that the days are evil. I believe that Jesus talked about evil. He talked about the evil that's in people's hearts that overflows. He talks about evil spirits. He talks about the evil generation. So I believe that we in the church have really forgotten that this is a really evil fallen world. Man has the power through his will to believe in God, to love other people, to follow Jesus, to create, to give, to love. But we also have the power through our will to 
not follow God and to hurt people. And so I just really feel like we need to go back to that kingdom understanding, understanding that the kingdom of light is in opposition to the kingdom of darkness. Romans 12 says, never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. 1 Timothy says something similar. It says to overcome evil with the power of God. So I'm just looking it up now. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment, but overcome every evil by the revelation of the power of God. 2 Timothy 2.3 Overcome every form of evil as one victorious soldier of Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. I just want to share in closing... I was listening to Phil Pringle today, the doctor from Sydney, Australia, and he said that that he has learnt how to live above the circumstances. He said sometimes faith is there to believe in a miracle for a mountain to be moved out of the way. But he said, and, and this is my experience too, sometimes God gives us the faith to live with unresolved issues. It's actually being able to keep walking, in a sense, with your shoelace undone. Obviously, it's better to tie it up. It's better to stop and tie up the shoelace. But sometimes you've got to move forward with difficulties. You've got to move forward with, you know, Paul wrote the New Testament from inside of a prison. He said to the churches that he wanted to visit them, but he was held back. And so Paul could have just stayed in prison and done nothing. But that wouldn't have helped us at all, would it? So Paul was able to live above his circumstances. And I believe that that is enough for you and I to take a little bit of revelation from the word of God and to take some practical advice and actually keep moving forward. Keep pray. Don't wait for all of your problems to go away. Don't wait for every demon to be bound. You know, you got don't wait to for every mountain to be removed. There are some things. You see, I've found that God will give you victory in the process. So while you're trying to move the financial mountain, in the process of leaning on the Holy Spirit and trusting in God, leaning not on your own understanding, and praying with all kinds of prayers and requests and petition and asking God to move the mountain, while you're going through that exercise, you're going to be delivered physically. You're going to be delivered emotionally. You're going to be delivered relationally. And eventually that, phys that financial mountain will be removed. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So... We're able to forgive people because we've been forgiven. And that's like applying the blood of the Lamb. But we all, it's also the word of our testimony. So we are speaking the word of God. God, you are above. You said I'm above and not beneath. You said I will lend and not borrow. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 11 says that I will be blessed 
with 1,000 fold. God, you said, if I seek first the kingdom, all else will be added to me as well. And as we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we are saved. But that salvation isn't only for a ticket to heaven. It's sozo. So it's the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It's believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth that leads us to salvation. So you will find that all you need to do is follow God, obey him, obey the Holy Spirit, obey his voice. Don't wait. Don't. The devils would love to cause you to stop. He'd love for you to wait for a perfect wife, wait for a perfect house, wait for a perfect church, wait until your pastor recognizes you. But God says, follow me. So in the process of overcoming, your God is leading you into victory in every area all of the time. And you can't do it on your own. You need the Holy Spirit. You need God. It's actually pride to think that you can do it on your own. You need to ask God for help. Ask God for mercy. Ask other people to help you. Help, let them lay hands on you and encourage you. Be part of a community of believers who pray for each other. Allow and receive the angels' help. Angels help Jesus. They strengthen him in the garden. They strengthen him in the desert. They spoke to his mother about his birth. They turned up in John the Baptist's parents' house. Angels are very important. They're part of our victory. We need to partner with God and his word. But often he uses a messenger and he sends angels to assist us. So take all of the help that you can get. Don't wait for the evil to go away. You know, whether Trump is elected or not, impeached or not, there's going to be problems. There's going to be delay. There's going to be disappointments. Don't stop and wait for this issue to be resolved. Trust God. Yes, pray. Yes, prophesy. Believe in your heart. Speak with your mouth. But while you're doing that, God will be leading you into victory. You're going to find that seven or eight or nine birds are killed with one stone when God is shooting. So whatever God's telling you to do, I want you to do it with all your heart. I want you to commit to doing it. Maybe he's asked you to pray. Maybe he's asked you to tithe. Maybe he's asked you to love somebody who's unlovable. Maybe he wakes you up in the middle of the night and says, go to 7-Eleven and buy a cheeseburger and give it to somebody. But by just do, do that one thing that he's told you to do. Obey the still small voice. I would say that 80%, if not 100, but 80% of the victory in my life, I mean, blessing, favor, increase, answered prayer, peace and joy has come from the very still small voice of God that I could easily have missed. I could have easily not obeyed God. I look back and I listened to that podcast. I, I Googled that word that God gave me. I woke up and I had a dream and I felt the Holy Spirit say to write it down. It's in those moments that I, that it would almost be, you know, forgivable and understandable to miss. In fact, most of the time I, I wonder, is that even God? 
you know, it's so soft. There are times where he speaks loudly, but I've found that 80% of the victory in my life has come from the still small voice and me obeying it, immediately obeying it. Yes, there have been times where God yells and he shouts and he tells me what to do. Some of those times, I don't even know what he was talking about. You know, Peter didn't know what God meant when that sheet of creatures appeared three times in a vision. Was that on the roof in Joppa? But he didn't even know. So a lot, some, I've heard God's audible voice once in my life, and I still don't even know what he was talking about. I know the scripture. I know where it is. I've read it. I've prayed about it. But you'd think if God was going to speak audibly that you would, he would, you know, make it simple. Um, so it's not on God. He's spoken. It's on me to interpret and to implement what he said. And so I just want you to know that. And so thank you, Jesus, right now for power, power that rises from within from the Holy Spirit, from the rivers of living water, from the faith, from the seed of the kingdom that's already sown in this person's heart. Thank you. They've already received all that they need for life and godliness. Let it bubble up. Let it come out on the outside. Let it overflow in Jesus' name. Give them the grace to be salt and light everywhere they go today. Amen.